All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your weekend wrap-up. It is Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. I'm ready for some football. Are you ready for football? I'm ready for all the things that aren't the football part of it. Yes, yeah. Like the early 90s hip-hop that all the white girls are going to go insane over. Yeah. All the 30-something to 40-something-year-olds aren't going to be able to walk tomorrow. I asked my sisters, I'm like, hey, who you guys got in the Super Bowl? And they're like, the halftime show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm hoping for some good ads. Yeah. This year, because last year I think they kind of fell flat yeah. with the good ads. The last couple of years have fell flat, it and I'm really ho- have. I'm really hoping the halftime show doesn't fall flat because they always have big name artists, but I, yeah. I they've been pretty lackluster. Well, the they've they've always played it safe, mm-hmm. you know. Ever since Justin Timberlake's Nipplegate, you know, they've just kind of veered away from anybody they thought could cause problems. Well, I did a uh, bonus episode this week um, for for Patreon members. It was the pre. I think I titled it the pre-Super Bowl shit show or something like that. Okay. Pre-game, some yeah. Super Bowl pre-game shit show or something. And one of one of the articles I covered was uh, Dr. Dre guaranteed everyone that Snoop Dogg and Eminem were not going to whip their cocks out on stage. So, <laughs> so we got that to look forward to or be, right. be disappointed about, whichever direction whichever you swing side there. You, yeah. So. No Janet Jackson moments with uh, Snoop Dogg and Eminem's cocks. So. Okay. Uh, I guess I guess we got that to look forward to. Yeah. So uh, if you want to hear that bonus episode, I talked about all things Super Bowl related minus football itself. So I talked about like the halftime show, the much like the Super Bowl dads and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What what I I think I said seventy to eighty percent of the people who go to Super Bowl parties don't go for the yeah, games. They right. go for the food, the alcohol, and then the commercials and, and halftime, the halftime show. Yeah. So I saw tickets to the Super Bowl now are average six thousand three hundred dollars. Shit, and that's probably for the nosebleed sections right. too. So. What what like major what football fan is going to be like? Okay, I got this. I'm going. You know, you, I mean, well, you probably got to buy tickets early enough before you even know right who's, who's going to play. In it. Yeah, so, I I remember for the uh, <clears throat> for the World Series, they'll sell tickets for your team for the World Series long mm-hmm. before you even know if your team gets in. Do you get reimbursed for that if yeah, they don't right. make it? I. I don't know how yeah. that works. So, um, I, I had a master plan back in 2005. The Steelers had gotten into the Super Bowl up in Detroit. Right? It's now, always scary when you say you have a master plan. I know. Well, I, I know. I, I told Jen. I'm like, look, all we have to do is take a second mortgage out in the house. That'll be oh, plenty of money it. to that's get all. two that's tickets and a flight to Detroit. That's all and, we got to do. Exactly. <laughs> so simple. She was not for that plan. No, no I, I don't know why. Not. I know. I thought it was perfect. That seemed like a. Seemed pretty reasonable to me. I thought so. You know, I mean, how often is your team going to get to the Super Bowl? That's right? true. That's I mean, true. It could be a once in a lifetime it, event. It so, really could be. Uh, especially if you're like a Detroit Lions oh, fan yeah, or something like that. That has never been there. Yeah. So if they ever made it, I mean, you might as well just sell your yeah. soul to get tickets to that because you'll never see it again. <laughs> no. Um, I, as I started to say, if you want to hear that that Super Bowl pre-show pre-game shit show episode go to patreon.com forward slash break the bell sign up at any level and you'll get access to all our bonus content including my uh ridiculous super bowl coverage that does not include football because who wants to talk about football right. on a super bowl exactly. episode so uh patreon.com forward slash break the bell um got a new t-shirt design we haven't come out with any t-shirt designs minus our logo right shirts since we started this thing i just haven't put any thought into it or anything like that. Yeah. And I wanna I wanna get on track with getting some new fresh designs out there. So I, I got this new one because um I don't know about you, but 
I am not for this whole agenda of eating crickets as no. a green source of protein I, no, I don't that you hear so. people are pushing. I think I'd turn to cannibal before that. Yeah, you'd eat people. <laughs> uh, I, side note, before <laughs> my, I don't know what brought it up, but I was talking with my my family as one nor, a normal human does about if the shit hits the fan. Yeah. Like something came up where <clears throat> maybe we were watching a show or something um, where if you're hungry enough and they, they started eating like their family and stuff. And uh, my daughter was like, I would never do that. I'd starve first. I was like, well, you say that, but you don't know what kind of frame of mind right. you like once you're starving enough, you you go freaking crazy. Right. Like right. nobody in their nobody in their right mind, minus like Hannibal Lecter or right. somebody like that, Jeffrey Dahmer, will say, Hey, if I was hungry enough, I'd eat a human. But right. I told her, she's like, Well, would you? I was like, I I would like to say I wouldn't, but again, you don't know what frame right. of mind you're in. Absolutely. But I I know that I'll never be in the frame of mind where I would eat crickets no. as a green source of protein. To see, yeah. If it comes down to saving the world by not eating steak and eating crickets, the whole world can freaking burn, burn for all Let I care. Burn. So that that brings me to this uh, T-shirt design that I came up with. Um, let me pull it up. It's uh, if you're listening. If you if you're watching, obviously you can see it. But if you're listening, it's a picketing sign that says "I won't eat your bugs." A proud member. Then under it says "Proud member of the Anti Cricket Brigade." So join the Anti. God, I can't even say that. Join the Anti Cricket Brigade with us and say no to green cricket sourced protein because say, say, I don't want that. I don't think you want that. Yes. The world doesn't want that. I like it. Say no to bugs. Say no to bugs. I won't eat your bugs. You can pick this up um, at. Breakthebell.bigcartel.com. That's our online store. And, I mean, buy it, join. I mean, that's how you become a designated member of the Anti-Cricket Brigade is by buying this T-shirt. So become a member by buying this T-shirt and saying no to eating crickets. Those two things. That's all you got to do to join the Anti-Cricket Brigade. That's uh, breakthebell.bigcartel.com. You can find a link to it at our website, which is breakthebellpod.com. You can find that online store. So so go to it, buy a shirt, keep checking back, because I'm gonna, going to try to keep coming up with new creative T-shirt designs as we say ridiculous stuff on the show, and it gets my head spinning like, hey, that'd be good on a T-shirt. Maybe I'll just start putting that on a T-shirt. We have tons of run-your-mouth coffee stuff we came up with. <laughs> we, we do. They should use that. Speaking of run-your-mouth coffee, we can't forget to mention our sponsor of this week and every other week for the last probably year, that is... Run your mouth coffee. Delicious coffee. They don't support you eating crickets or bugs or no. bug protein either. And they don't use it in their coffee. They don't, uh, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, you might get traces of cricket. Yeah, but that's it, it's I mean, all that's natural. No, that, that's it's normal. Natural. Yes. Uh, they support your, your personal individual freedoms, your freedom of speech, first and foremost. They support you being able to come on and do a show like this where you just run your mouth without worrying about the censors, without worrying about... Um, getting kicked off of platforms or uh, getting YouTube videos taken down, which we got our first one taken down today. That's awesome. And it's an old one, too. That's crazy. It was like... A little behind. It was when Omicron first came out. It was okay. the, the so weekend wrap-up episode we November? did. Yeah, it was, a, it was probably three, yeah. four months ago. So um, when I saw that email this morning, I was like, oh, they're coming after us. And I was like, oh, we, we hit a level of status because right? we got an episode yeah. taken down. But it's on our website. It, it is on our website. Well, no, it's not, but oh, it will. Okay. It's on our. Uh, you can still listen to it. It's on the the, the podcast platform. Oh, gotcha. So. Okay. 
All that to say, Run Your Mouth doesn't support YouTube taking your videos down. No. Go to rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you by using that promo code, break the bell, all one word, and then you'll get 10% off your your purchase plus free shipping, and that's awesome. That's Who great. doesn't like that shit? Support free speech. Don't support eating bugs. Buy our shirts and buy Run Your Mouth Coffee. That's Beautiful. really all you got to do this weekend besides watching the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yes. So do that. Support us, support our sponsors, and support free speech. It makes a great Valentine's Day present. It does all this stuff. I can you imagine getting a Valentine's present that a t shirt that says I don't eat I won't eat your bugs? That that's love. It is. <laughs> I mean, you don't want your love to eat your bugs. No. <laughs> <sighs> we gotta get on with the show. Are you ready to do a show? I'm ready. It is once again a weekend, so we are here to wrap that up for you. In true break the bell style. That's, that's what we do. We got a couple things to talk about. First and foremost, we've got staying kind of true with the Super Bowl. I mean, this isn't is it either of the teams in the Super Bowl, but it's NFL related, so yeah. it kind of ties in with the day. Um, Brian Flores, who you said was the former coach of the Miami Dolphins, yeah, for th- last three years he's been the coach, for and them. he got fired. Yeah, he what got was fired. the reasoning for getting fired? Uh, well, they besides blatant racism. Yes, well, they they haven't done jack shit in the last three years because of the, the Dolphins, <laughs> right? I mean, do we need another reason? Right. <laughs> it's kind of like saying the Detroit Lions coach got fired. Yeah. So <laughs> one of my brother-in-law who used to, I don't know if he still regularly listens, but he used to. He's a huge Dolphins fan, mm. so he'll he'll be like, "Fuck you! I love the Dolphins." <laughs> So, Brian Flores is now suing the entire NFL, exposing the absurdity of NFL racial quotas, like the Rooney Rule. Yeah, and the Rooney Rule, it it was uh, proposed by the um, now-deceased owner of the Steelers, uh, I believe it was Art Rooney, who uh, required owners to um, interview uh, black candidates uh, when looking for a coach. So he's saying the Rooney Rule is racist, isn't that like he's saying, basically saying it's like token? Like, well, what ab- what about the equal opportunity shit where you right. get like double points for hiring minorities, or yeah. like the military, their quotas they get double double points for yeah. for recruiting minorities. Yeah, that's the same fucking thing, and right. nobody nobody bats an eye and says that's right. I've I've been saying that's that's a bit racist. Right. That's a bit pandering to minorities, right. in my opinion. Yeah. So at least this guy's coming out and saying that part. Right. But the rest of the shit that he's saying right. sounds a bit absurd to me. Yeah, it, it has echoes of Kaepernick. Oh, yeah. It sounds like he's trying to get on that train that Kaepernick mm. rode for someone. It's like too late, too, yeah. like too little, too late, man. Yeah. Uh, because the Kaepernick train sailed a couple right. years ago, and he's just, he's just pissed that he got fired. So he's right. going to expose the entire NFL yeah. for its, its racist behavior. So this is from thefederalist.com. It says, Brian Flores' lawsuit exposes the absurdity of NFL racial quotas like the Rooney Rule. It says, race-obsessed leftists want it both ways. Force the NFL to have fewer white coaches and owners while still signing NFL players based on their performance. <laughs> okay. You either hire them based on performance or you hire them based on their race. Right. Yes, I, I'm not saying that there's not amazing black athletes out there. They're no, primarily the b- best athletes are right. not white people when it comes to like basketball or football, it seems like. Yeah. But uh like they're saying, you can't have that both ways. You can't set the standard. Well, we're not we're not gonna look at race 
when it comes to hiring. We're only going to look at performance, but we need to hire more black people. Right, yeah, yeah. It sounds like something Joe Biden would say. Yeah. Says the efforts of leftists to destroy the world of sports took another great leap forward last week with the news that former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores filed a class action suit against the NFL and all 32 teams for racial discrimination. Flores was fired in January after three seasons with the Dolphins. So they've been shipped for three seasons. He's been with the Dolphins three seasons. Do the math. But it's obviously racist. Right, yeah. Why he got fired. Flores was fired after three seasons, and he recently interviewed for the New York Giants head coaching job that instead went to Brian Babel. Flores' lawsuit is unhinged. 58 is an unhinged 58-page rant. (laughs) That is insane. It's like... I'm gonna I'm gonna teach these motherfuckers <laughs> racism and racists and and discrimination. He's just like throwing yeah, out right. all the words. He pulls out a thesaurus to see <laughs> how many ways he can say racist. Uh, 58-page rant focused more on topics like professional football history and George Floyd rather than Flores' specific allegations because his allegations are preposterous. So you think in the lawsuit he would focus his paper there, his actual lawsuit paperwork on the allegations in the lawsuit, right. not on George Floyd and the history of racism in the NFL right. and systemic racism across America. And right. it's exactly what it says. It's just a rant. Yeah. Flores says the NFL remains rife with racism when it comes to hiring and retaining black coaches and that the league is managed much like a plantation. Does that sound familiar? Yes, that's what I said. It's very Kaepernick. Yeah, uh, didn't he? Because he released that video that yeah. was like the NFL players and they like um, morphed into like plantation workers. Yeah. He says, uh, NFL is managed much like a plantation, yet he has been employed as an NFL coach for the past 14 years and made upwards of $3 million per season as the Dolphins head coach. So as a record losing coach. Yeah, he was still pulling in three million dollars a, a year. year. Yeah, not successful at his job in any way. Right, three million dollars a year, which is more than we'll probably see in a lifetime. Right. Yeah. But compares that to a plantation. Right. That's a plantation. Can, I wouldn't mind getting on. Can, I was gonna say, can you explain that to me? <laughs> yeah. How is that a plantation? Yeah. I mean, the fact that he's being paid. A lot of money to do mm-hmm. not his job, which his job, he's specifically hired yeah. to win football games. Yeah, right, exactly. And he's not doing that. Yeah. And he's getting paid millions of dollars. Yeah, the fact that he made it three years is amazing because right. most teams get rid of a, a losing coach after one year. Yeah, and maybe if it's like on the border, they'll give him the benefit yeah. of doubt, throw him in another year. Right. And if that year is a losing year, then yeah. I'm sorry, but we, we got to win. To make money, we have to win. Right. Says the thrust of Flores' suit is that since 70% of NFL players are black, and anywhere between 3% and 34% of coaches and executives are, I mean, that's a big difference there. Yeah. Anywhere between 3 and 34%. Could he not narrow that down, be a little more <laughs> right. specific? Yeah. Anywhere between 3% and 34% of coaches and executive personnel are black. This is prima facie evidence that the league is racially, racially segregated. But Flores himself was an enthusiastic participant in this supposed injustice since nearly 75% of his coaching staff during his tenure with the Dolphins were white. Interesting. So 
he has a major role, right, in, yeah. in hiring his coaching and bringing yeah. on coaching staff. Absolutely. I'm sure the head office has kind of the final say, right. but they usually we'll go with the coaches. We'll go instance. with the head coach's yeah. uh, suggestions right. or, hey, I want this guy and this guy on right. my team. Yeah. So he hires predominantly white coaches, mm-hmm. yet the NFL is the problem here. Right. He had direct influence over the things he is claiming that the NFL does. Yeah. And he didn't do it. But that's everybody else's problem. Right. Now that he got fired, it's yeah. all of a sudden a problem. Right. Says it, and nowhere in Flora's lawsuit does it mention that he was fired in Miami by a black general manager. <laughs> this just keeps getting better. Uh, yeah, right. It's like you're not doing you, your your race, your culture, whatever you're calling it, right. you're not doing yourself any yeah. service. No, no. You're at making all. yourself look like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Also unmentioned in the lawsuit is precisely how Flores would remedy the situation. That is always the problem. Everybody is so quick to point at the problems, but never, how do we fix this problem? Right. Says, if we want an NFL that proportionally looks like America, as Joe Biden is so fond of saying, then three or four of the 32 head coaches, general managers, and team owners would be black. But 75% of uh, the players would be white or Hispanic. That's a good point. Like, yeah, you, sure. you want it to balance out with the, the demographics of America. Well... There's predominantly white yeah. people in America, so you'd be a lot more white players in the NFL if you wanted to go yeah, that way. That's true. Says it's doubtful Flores is advocating for two thirds of black players to be fired and replaced with whites. Is there any reason other than discrimination why NFL rosters are still 100% male? Why is neither team in the upcoming Super Bowl starting a transgender female at left tackle? All right, we're just getting, <laughs> we're just, yeah, we're just throwing out whatever there. Right. Um, so, so basically they go on their, their rant there after that. You get the point. (laughs) Yeah. So, so what do you think? Again, you know, the guy's butthurt because he got fired and nobody wants to hire him. And so he automatically is assuming race, right? But he ignores the fact that there are successful black coaches in the, in the NFL that have been with teams for a long time. Yeah. Mike Tomlin with the Steelers has been with them for 16 years. You know, you got... Black general managers, you got black assistant coaches. It just depends on the team and the coach. Again, he most of his staff was white, right? Right, and he didn't seem to make a big deal out of that. No, he you didn't hear him ranting until he got fired. You yeah. didn't hear him making a bunch of noise yeah. the whole time. I mean, fourteen years in the league, he could have been raising this problem. Yeah, he could could have been opening his mouth and speaking out against this for fourteen yeah. fucking years. He waits till he gets fired because he's a shit coach, obviously, right. or hasn't been able yeah. to capitalize on a team and Im- make this team do something. He waits till he loses his job. Yeah, to be like, oh, this whole this whole system's fucking racist. Why why weren't you saying something for the last right. fourteen yeah. years? You were in a position of influence. Yeah, why didn't you do a better job? That's my question. Mm-hmm. If you if you wanted to make such a good case for being you know having black coaches do a better job, right? Right. I mean, I remember back when uh, what was it two thousand? I think it was two thousand six when uh, it was uh, Tony Dungy and the Colts went up against the Bears and uh, Lovey Smith, and uh, the the lady was like interviewing the coaches. She's like, you know, how does it feel to be uh, the first two black coaches uh, playing against each other in the Super Bowl? And Tony Dungy's like, you know, um, I think we'll be in a better position when you don't have to say black. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I remember that. It was yeah. basically like, um, why are you asking this stupid question? Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like, why don't you ask what it feels like 
to be, to a, be good coach. a good coach yeah. in the Super Bowl. Like, why are you so shocked? Yeah. I mean, is it is it racist America that's the reason why you're shocked that two black coaches, or is it your racism that makes you shocked that, whoa, two black coaches right. made it yeah, to exactly. the Super Bowl? Wow. Exactly. It's like, oh, uh, he's really uh, a very... Clean and articulate, articulate. You're for a black. Credit for your race. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's America that's racist, not the people that make those stupid ass statements. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so there's that going on in the NFL. So, um, I I wonder how much because the last couple Super Bowls kind of were overly racially charged, at, especially the halftime right. show with like the George Floyd and, and stuff. Right. Yeah. I wonder how much that's going to exist. To tonight and today, that'll be interesting. Yeah, because I mean, you have hip hop artists, and then you got Eminem. He's the one white person out there, but right. he's also the one that went on like did like a quote unquote um, freestyle against Trump back in oh sure like 2017 or something right. like that, which was stupid and cringy. Yeah, it's just like I want musicians to do what they used to do and speak out against the system, not speak for the system and right. against. For yeah. the system you like, and again, it's yeah. like was it last year the Super Bowl where everybody was wearing masks? Was I it? think so. Yeah, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it had to have been because the year before that, twenty twenty, we weren't masked up by February. Yeah, yet, you're so. right. Yeah, so it would have been last year. It's ridiculous. Let's move on. Let's move away from that because it is utterly ridiculous. First of all, do you think this guy? Is going to be the next Colin Kaepernick. Do you think no. he's going to get um, all these endorsements and no. all people like kissing his ass? Or no? When was the last time a coach ever had anybody kissing his ass? Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and, and and Kaepernick's not even Kaepernick anymore. Yeah. <laughs> even Phil Jackson, they didn't kiss his kiss no. his ass. They they let him go because yeah, he disagreed with the yeah. the GM or right. the, whoever the the hiring guy was. Yeah. So I mean, if. If people aren't kissing Phil Jackson's ass, they're not going to kiss this guy's no, ass. So, no. so let's move on because uh, maybe if he had won a couple championships, yeah, right, right. I mean, then he would have some. some but safe. again, like I said, Phil Jackson won six championships well, exactly. with the Bulls with the the top right team. But, but in the, we can say that though. We can say you know, damn, they got rid of Phil Jackson. Yeah, this guy, it's like, oh, they got rid of Brian Flores. Yeah, uh, <laughs> who exactly? <laughs> so let's move on because apparently. According to the U.S., at least, and Great Britain, um, Russia's still closer, so much closer even now than before to going to war and invading uh, Ukraine, which we talked about in ex- to pretty extreme depths in a yeah. main episode a couple of weeks ago. So go back and listen to that episode. Um, I, I had seen some posts where Russia within the next forty-eight hour, within forty-eight hours, not the next, but within forty-eight hours, could invade Ukraine. Well, yeah, they're the right fucking there. At any yeah. point, Russia could yeah. invade Ukraine within yeah. forty-eight hours. Or I saw one that was like, Russia now has the uh, manpower to for an invasion of Ukraine. It's like they're right there. They always had the manpower yeah, right. to invade. Yeah, so you're not saying anything. All you're doing is spooking us. But I, I am I wrong? Did I? Dream that I saw that the U.S. and Russia pulled their diplomat mats out. Yeah, or is that real? No, they they did. They, they did. did. Okay, yeah. I I can't remember if that was a real thing yeah. or if I dream, dreamed it. But apparently, Ukraine, who is ground zero for their shit, is not seeing what the United States is seeing. Yeah. The United States has all this in- intel that Russia could at any moment 
invade, yeah. and we need to pull out our diplomats. They sent home any U.S. people. They're like, get the fuck out, yeah. because this is going to happen at any minute. Well, Ukraine's like, really? <laughs> are they? Because what info, intel are you getting? Because we're not yeah. getting... I mean, we're, <laughs> we're standing right here. Yeah. You say invasion. I do not think this word means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because... This article from Zero Hedge says, in a surreal plot list, or in a surreal plot twist, Ukraine's president demands proof from U.S. over alarmist Russian invasion claims. <laughs> That's some shit. So, <laughs> so they're like, based on what? <laughs> what are you seeing? Like, you better get your missiles ready. Get your army going. Why? What's happening? Because Russia's right there. What they've always been right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're they're on your border. They are our border. <laughs> So let me pull this one up. It says another Sunday and Biden's national security advisor is at it is at it again, making the rounds on the big network news shows warning Russian invasion will invade you. A Russian invasion will invade Ukraine. Don't most invasions invade? Usually, typically, I typically, mean, if they don't, then they they're pretty pissed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, any day now. And at this point, a familiar refrain we've heard for multiple weeks running says, we cannot perfectly predict the day, but we have now been saying for some time that we are in the window and an invasion could begin. A major military action could begin by Russia and Ukraine any day now. That includes this coming week, before the end of the Olympics, Jake Sullivan told CNN's Jake Tapper. So, they could any day now, including possibly this week, Yes. including before the end of the Olympics, they could any day now invade. Yeah. Does that sound like some military intel to me? <laughs> right. To you? No, exactly what it sounds like. Again, they could invade any, any day, any time. It could be now. It could. But not now. How about? But now. What about now? <laughs> or it could be six years from now. Right. Or it could right. be a hundred years from yeah. now. They could have the potential, as long as they are Russia and Ukraine is Ukraine and their borders are shared, or even if their borders aren't shared. Right. At any day, Russia could invade. Yeah says, this latest round of breathless White House proclamations and predictions of the Russians are coming began in earnest Friday afternoon when the administration told reporters that Putin had made the decision to launch a large military offensive. Based on what? So here's um, some Twitter posts. It says, Nick Schifrin says, the U.S. expects invasion to begin next week. Six U.S. and Western officials tell me, as Secretary of State Antony Blinken said last night. U.S. officials anticipate a horrific, bloody campaign that begins with two days or aerial bombardment and electronic warfare, followed by an invasion with a possible goal of regime change. Whoa. <laughs> so U.S. are anticipating Russians are pushing regime change, or are the U.S. pushing a regime change in Russia? Right, yeah, exactly. Because I hope that's not the case, because if Putin gets wind of that, oh, yeah. you guarantee he's going to invade. Oh, hell yeah. And it seems like that's it seems like the news people and we know how the twenty four hour yeah. news cycle works. I mean, it started with the Gulf War. The right. twenty four hour news start, cycle started with the Gulf oh, War, yeah. and then they now they are running out of things to talk about, especially yeah. since Trump's di right. gone. Yeah, what has CNN had to talk about for the last yeah jack shit year year and January sixth? Yeah, well, yeah, that and uh, Trump going to rerun right. and. Um, white supremacists that are still following yeah, Trump. Yeah. It's like, oh, and and uh, Trump may be facing charges here and there. Yeah, I, I think I saw their viewership went down like ninety percent in the last like year or something it. like that. So they would 
love to see a good, good old fashioned bloody skirmish. Yeah, right. Especially if it's not here in America. Yeah, right, exactly. Says, fuck Ukraine, right? Right. Multiple countries have now followed Washington's lead in drawing down embassy and diplomatic staff from Ukraine to get people out of harm's way, with the latest over the weekend being Australia. This is what the alarmist, alarmism and panic emanating from the White House has wrought. Says the Prime Minister Scott Morrison has ordered the evacuation of the Australian embassy in Kiev, warning the situation in Ukraine has reached a dangerous stage. Australia's Foreign Affairs Minister Maurice Payne said the government has directed the departure of embassy staff to a temporary office in Lviv. They like their IV words. With the buildup of Russian troops on the border. The situation is deteriorating and is reaching a very dangerous stage, Morrison said on Sunday. So that's Australia. This is the latest in a growing list of countries withdrawing embassy personnel, including Israel, UK, the Netherlands, Latvia, Japan, and South Korea. But the all-important and central question that's not being asked is, once again, what's the view from Kiev? What is the Ukrainian government's reaction to the latest White House statement on the crisis? How about the president of Ukraine himself? Um, so here's a post from AFP news agency. It says, breaking, Ukraine leader Zelensky says warnings of Russian invasion provoking panic demands to see firm proof. <laughs> Kiev is not too happy and is demanding proof from U.S. intelligence backing the new dire allegation that Russia is poised to go in. There has been too much information about a full-scale war with Russia. Even specific dates have been announced. We understand there are risks. If you have any additional information regarding the 100% guarantee invasion of Ukraine by Russia on February 16th, I didn't know there was a specific date, man. That's Me in either. three days. Yeah, that's crazy. Holy shit. When was uh, the last time an invasion said, get ready, we're coming on February 16th at 3.30 p.m. Why would you Eastern do, Standard Time? Why would you tell them what day? <laughs> I know, right? says, um, if you have any additional information of the 100% guarantee of Ukraine by Russia on 16 February, please give it to us. Uh, Valdemir <laughs> Zelensky, not Valdemir, Valdemir Zelensky told reporters, Naturally, Ukraine's leaders are trying to calm the panic, which Washington pronouncements in the Western media echo chamber have created. Of course, uh, why would he not? Why wouldn't all of us... Be trying to calm the panic. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Let's say they do have hundreds of thousands of troops at the border. Wouldn't it be in everybody's best interest to try to calm the panic? Be like, yeah. dude, everybody, just, just calm the fuck out. down. Especially the person that is right in the middle of it, the country that's right in the middle of it. Right. Of course he's going to be like, I don't know. I, I think you're jumping the gun here. Please, please, can you just chill the fuck out for yeah, five seconds right. before you do something that we are going to, not that you're going to regret, that we are going to regret. Yeah. Says Zelensky said he did not believe in the danger of a full-scale war at the moment. I have to speak to the public with real information at hand. Wow, that's a change from their country. The difference right. between Ukraine and the United yeah. States yeah. is their president has to speak to the public with real information. Right, and that's a novel concept with an us, do, do any of our leaders speak to us with real information at hand? The news doesn't even speak to us with no, real the, information. No, well, the news is even worse, but <laughs> no. the politics are just, the yeah. politicians are just as bad, and they just um, get up and freaking light fires and, and just mm. burn shit to the ground because yeah. it gets people yeah. excited, I guess. I just read something where uh, British citizens in Ukraine are, are they're scared because they don't think they'll be able to get out of the country in time. Well, that's because the British are yeah, I know. at this they're, too, they're egging the shit the on. Yeah. 
says, we received information from many sources. We also have an intelligence service. I don't think that it's any worse than the intelligence services of other countries, he noted. So basically saying... It's probably better. <laughs> Our intel is not saying this. Where are you getting your intel from? Yeah. Uh, it says, a fresh report from NBC News taken from the streets of Kiev suggests that many common Ukraine citizens, too, can see through the hype. Says now as the West warns a fresh attack is distant is a distinct possibility as soon as next week, many in Kiev aren't convinced. I don't believe that Russia is going to invade Kiev. You know, in this article I've seen Kiev spelled K Y I V and K I E V. I always thought it was K I E B. Well, I've seen it both in this Weird. article. Says the situation is wound up from both sides, says Alexander Bavtok. He's 55-year-old. He told the West and Putin are playing each o- with each other's nerves. That's true. That's yeah, all it are. is. Yep. Good. And Ukraine's the pawn. It says, and notably, a number of longtime Rush- Russia observers and mainstream journalists living on the ground in the region are beginning to have serious doubts. This is Simon Schuster. says, I admit, I have not seen the intelligence, but there's never been a time when my understanding of Russia, my 15 years of reporting on Russia and Ukraine, has been so at odds with what the U.S. government says about Russia and Ukraine. I hope I'm right and they're wrong. So, why? What, like, is Ukraine's intelligence so far lacking compared to ours that they, being there directly on the ground, they are not seeing what we are hearing through the Internet because they always say, oh, we're hearing through the, the Russian chattering, right. like the chattering yeah. on the Internet or yeah. or through whatever encrypted messaging that we've encoded yeah. or decoded. Are uh, are they not smart enough to get that information or see what's actually no, happening? I, I, I think they're fine. I, again, I just think America and Britain are just blowing things up. Why? Maybe they're like, look, we if you need to sign on Nate this line here to join NATO, that's the only way we can stop them is if you join us. I mean, I don't know. It's again, it, or maybe they're trying to to you know create a proxy war, you know, maybe but against Russia though, against the well, mainland, basically yeah. the mainland. I mean, yes, it is in Ukraine, yeah, but it's virtually mainland Russia at this point. Yeah. It is right next door. Russia basically considers them their mainland. Yeah, right? No, absolutely. So. We are going not. It's not like we're declaring war on a Russian ally, and yeah. we're like, "Oh shit! I hope Russia doesn't get involved." No, we would be declaring war directly on Russia, on Russia. Right. like with, um, oh, uh, what was it? Where were we pushing them out of? Was it Afghanistan back in the eighties that right. we were pushing them out? Yeah, the, right. That we the were Soviet Union helping back. out the. We were helping out the Taliban. Yeah, but that wasn't directly right. against the Soviet Union. That was against whatever. Um, Soviet Union allies were well, like... Well, that, that and, uh, you know, it wasn't directly us. You know, No, we, we were like helping secretly sending stuff, in money and, you know, stuff, and weapons and, and stuff. And maybe Biden just doesn't understand how that's done. <laughs> well, they, they've been doing that too, though. They've been well, sending yes. in the money and the, and the weaponry. And yeah, that's... For years. Irritating Russia. Right. But now it's just this whole, oh, they're going to do it. They could do it any moment. I, now. I they still could... don't think. I still don't think Biden is going to do anything. I think he's, you know, he's trying to make it look like he's got some strength, and yeah. so he's trying to to look like he's standing up to Putin, <laughs> knowing that maybe he knows Putin's not going to do anything, and he just is like, you know. And then February sixteenth is going to come. And he was like, well, we talked them out of it. Yeah, they backed down. down. I'd be like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's on the phone with uh, Putin, and Putin's like. 
now, now, Joe, I told you we're not going to invade. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to do this. And he's like, uh, just just letting you know, you better not. You yeah. better not do it. I, I, I don't I'm, know what you're talking about. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. Man, you and that microphone. I know. It always causes problems. Um, and then all of a sudden, the 16th comes by, and as Putin said, they didn't evade. And they're like, you see that? You didn't evade. Thank and he's like, I told you I wasn't going to invade. Yeah. And then he's like, you know what? Just for saying that, we're going to invade anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> On the 17th. Yeah, by and be like, you know, I, I I looked Putin in the eyes and I saw fear in there. <laughs> Putin's going to be like, dude, fuck you. <laughs> Putin's like, that wasn't even me. That was my... <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was my secretary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's move on. Got some information on Hillary Clinton because she hasn't been in the news in a while. Yes, well, that's that's beautiful. <laughs> It's like a, it's like throwback. This whole article is like throwback because you get Hillary Clinton, you get like Donald Trump, you get Russia Gate, you get all of these all in one. You get like hacked servers, all it's, these, all I, of it I wrapped we were, in one. I thought we were past no, all this shit. No, again, the news doesn't have better things to talk about. Right. Apparently, supposedly, Clinton's campaign paid to infiltrate Trump Tower and White House servers to link. Uh, Trump to Russia, according to Durham. I'm not sure who Durham is. Says tech executive one and his associates, I love their code names, uh, exploited this arrangement by mining EOPs, DNS traffic, and other data for the purpose of gathering derogatory information about Donald Trump. So this is from foxnews.com. So you know this is going to go full hard against Hillary and try to paint the Hillary picture here. Yeah. Says lawyers for the Clinton campaign paid a tech company to infiltrate servers belonging to Trump Tower and later the White House in order to establish an interference and narrative to bring government agencies linking Donald Trump to Russia, a filing from special counsel John Durham says. Durham filed a motion February 11th focused on potential conflicts of interest related to representation of former Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman, who has been charged with, with making false statement to federal agent to a federal agent. Sussman has pleaded not guilty. So this guy was already arrested for making false statements. I'm not sure if it was in regards to this or something else, but um, all the shit's coming out because this guy was arrested. Says the indictment against Sussman says he told an FBI general counsel, James Baker, in September of 16, less than two months before the 16 presidential election, that he was not doing work for any client when he requested and held a meeting in which he presented purported data and white papers that allegedly demonstrated a covert communication channel between the Trump Organization and Alpha Bank, which has ties to the Kremlin. So this guy back in 16 did all this research on his own, found these ties between supposedly Trump servers and the Kremlin, and uh, turned it into the FBI or whoever. And told them, I'm not working for anybody. I'm just doing this. I'm just a concerned citizen, sure. basically. What, what a nice guy. It, this is like the um, the guy that found uh, Hunter's laptop and yeah. just decided yeah. out of goodwill to turn it into Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, I, not not the FBI. Not not even just like lost and found or yeah, something. Right. Rudy Giuliani, that seems like the good person yeah. to go to. No bias or nothing like that. Says, but Durham's filing on February 11th in a section titled Factual Background reveals that Sussman had assembled and conveyed the allegations to the FBI on behalf of at least two specific clients, including a tech executive, which is Tech Executive 1. Very nice. 
a US at a US based internet company titled Internet Company One. <laughs> We're not getting specifics on them. And the Clinton campaign. <laughs> Hopefully those aren't their real company name. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we're going to start an internet company called Internet Company. <laughs> well, when I we got the Washington football team. Well, I think uh what what if that gets confused about with other internet companies? Well, how about we go with Internet Company 1 <laughs> because we are the one we are internet one. company. That sounds like a Trump thing. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so apparently this guy was working for the Clintons at the time. Oh, okay. I gotcha. don't know if there's evidence that he, they Clinton campaign is who requested this. But just saying, I wasn't working right. for anybody at the time. Clinton, the Clinton campaign was his client I, at the I time. I would say if there was evidence, he would have committed suicide with two in the back. <laughs> I'd seen a meme today that was just like uh, Clinton talking to AOC, and she was like, "I, I thought I got rid of all our enemies, <laughs> or <laughs> or anybody who had d- evidence on us, yeah. or something like that." So, says Durham's filing said Sussman's billing records reflect that he repeatedly billed the Clinton campaign for his work. So there you go. Now we know. I said I'm not sure if he was doing it for the Clintons, but if he's billing uh, the Clinton campaign, I can see Bill and Hillary being like, "He just kept sending us bills. I don't even know what this is." Yeah, we, <laughs> you know, we get all kinds of bills. Yeah, we, we don't even look at them. We yeah. don't take them serious. We Sa- just pay them. Says repeatedly billed the Clinton campaign for his work on the Russian Bank One allegations. So now the Russian, Russian Bank, Bank One. Yes. <laughs> the filing revealed that Sussman and the tech execs had met and communicated with another law partner who was serving as general counsel to the Clinton campaign. Sources told Fox News that lawyer, the lawyer is Mark Elias, who worked at the law firm Perkins Cole. Durham's filing states that in July 2016, the tech executive worked with Sussman, a U.S. investigative firm retained by Law Firm One. My dogs are stampeding through the house. Uh... <laughs> Retained by law firm one, man, we can't get names of anybody here, on behalf of the Clinton campaign, numerous uh, cyber researchers and employees at multiple internet companies to assemble the purported data and white papers. In connection with these efforts, tech executive one exploited his access to non-public and proprietary internet data, the filing states. Tech executive one also enlisted the assistance of researchers at U.S.-based university, let me guess, U.S. University (laughs) 1, who were receiving and analyzing large amounts of Internet data in connection with a pending federal government cybersecurity research contract. The tech executive tasked these researchers to mine Internet data to establish an inference and narrative type then can't or tying then-candidate Trump to Russia. In doing so, Tech Executive One indicated that he was seeking to please certain VIPs, referring to individuals at Law Firm One and the Clinton campaign. Hmm. So it goes and goes and goes, and this goes on forever. At some point it says, well, I mean, these companies were researching not just Trump Tower and the White House servers and this, and they've been doing this kind of research for years and years and years before that, clear back into the Obama camp, like, days and stuff. So we can't say that they were specifically targeting Trump. But you just so happen to find Russia stuff. You just so yeah. happen to be right. getting paid by the Clinton campaign. Right. Can you see and where this might be a conflict? It, would you put it past the Clintons to pay somebody to get to the White House servers or Obama servers? No. Because they're, they consider everybody political yeah, enemies. They, I mean, they 
probably they probably put back doors to the the White House servers before the Clintons right. left the office. Like we yeah. might need this down the road someday. Yeah, exactly. I'm planning to make a, a bid for president in the near future, so we might need these back doors someday. So let's let's get this in place while we're here. It's, exactly. it's just going to be easier to do while we're here right. than waiting till later. So no, I want to put it past him to do any of that. No. Even though she supposedly loved Obama, even though she hated him when she yeah, ran against right. him, but then loved him. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, no, I, I see her doing yeah. all of that shit. But obviously, she doesn't know how internet servers work. What, what was it? Uh, what did she say about her internet servers? Oh, when they said, "Did you wipe your servers?" She's like, "What? You mean like, like wipe it with a cloth?" I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, yeah. You try to play that fucking dumb, right? Yet yeah. you wanted to run the entire United States. Yeah, right. So, so uh, you think the nuclear football is also a real football too? Right. Like, yeah. if we can't trust you to know basic <sighs> shit like that yeah. because you're playing this stupid. Yeah. Oh, you just hope China keeps pushing because we'll get paid Manning to throw that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> he can reach China. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's not going to really, it's not like she's going to go to jail no. or the Clintons are going to go to jail. Nothing's, I mean, this guy probably will just get some stupid plea deal or something. Nothing's going to happen to any of this. No. Trump's not going to be reinstated for by any a, means because yeah. of this. He, he'll probably use, I mean, Trump's already using, he's saying this is a political scandal bigger oh, yeah. than Watergate was oh, the last God. I had seen. Yeah. So... Probably is about equivalent to I was going to say, it's probably on par with it, but... But nobody gives a shit anymore. Exactly. Nobody gives two shits. Yeah. I mean, if it was the other way around and Trump was spying on Clintons, then it would be... Oh, absolutely. He'd be the next oh. Richard Nixon with an then orange Then it would face. be bigger than Watergate. Yeah, but but no, nobody's going to make a deal about this. No. Minus Fox News and Donald Trump, that's right. it. So it's, it's going to go nowhere. Yeah. But continuing the direction of spying, would you be shocked... If I told you that the CIA is still spying on us. No, I, I pretty much assume that. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody think the CIA actually stopped spying on us? Uh, probably some people. Because apparently lawmakers are alleging that secret CIA spying on... that The CIA is secretly spying on unwitting Americans. I mean, if you're unwitting at this point that the CIA <laughs> is spying on you, then... This there, is true. We've yes. lost all hope. Yeah. We've lost all hope. But we just assume yeah. that the CIA is spying on us. So, I mean, if the CIA is not, we know Facebook and Google and all those companies right. are they're spying on us. And, spy for and they're in the CIA's pocket or exactly. the government's pocket. So, this one is from BBC.com, which, <laughs> talk about... Stones and glass houses. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because I, I'm sure Britain does oh, far, yes. far as bad, if not worse, to their yeah. citizens. You know, and it's one of those things where I'm sure there's those those poor fools out there that are like, well, I'm not doing anything wrong, so I don't care oh, if they're spying. You hear that shit all the time yeah. still. Like we talked about extensively with the, the Patriot Act. It's right. like uh, how many people support the Patriot Act because they're not terrorists. Who cares? Right, exactly. But it takes, like... Three words on a line of paper to turn you from not a terrorist to a terrorist. That's yeah. all it takes. Yeah. Because I, I, we had seen, I think it was last week, we had seen that they were declaring. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, I sent uh, you the thing. Yeah, you the... had sent me a link. We haven't talked about it yet. Yeah. A link that said, um, basically, the was it the Department of Defense? Oh, it was the Pentagon or somebody. Yeah, it was the um, 
uh, was it the terrorist? Uh, oh, Homeland Security. Oh yeah, Homeland Security. Yeah, uh, terrorist authority. Um, Basically declared like the spread of misinformation yeah, as terrorism. It's, yeah, it's considered a terrorist act now. So, like I said, a stroke of a pen and you go from not terrorist yeah. to terrorist. So if you're one of these that's like, well, I'm not a terrorist, so the Patriot Act doesn't affect me, or I'm not doing anything wrong, so yeah. the CIA can spy on me. It's it all it takes is rewording of one sentence to you weren't doing anything wrong to you're doing something wrong now. Absolutely. Or a change in administrations. Right. It says two U.S. senators have raised concerns that the Central Intelligence Agency is again spying upon unwitting Americans. See, this is false journalism here, because I don't think they're again spying on them. Yeah. I just I Never don't think stopped. they ever stopped. Yeah, they might have like covered their tracks a little better, right. yeah. and then they're getting they're a little. Like, com- oh, I'm sorry, I'll turn it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but they're start they they figured with the Biden administration, yeah. they're like, well, we we don't have to be as careful right. as we were before. Yeah says the agency has secretly conducted warrantless surveillance through a newly disclosed program, Senators Ron Wyden and Martin Heinrich alleged. In a letter to intelligence officials, the two Democrats called for declassifying details of the program. That's interesting. It's that de- is Democratic um, Good for them. politicians. Government data collection has been the subject of much controversy in the U.S., Officially, the CIA and National Security Agency have a foreign surveillance mission, and domestic spying is prohibited by the CIA's 1947 charter. So well, they kind of threw that out. There they? are laws, specific laws against. Oh my God, my dogs are going to um, break through the floor. So it goes on to say, but in 2013, a program of data collection using extensive internet and phone surveillance by American intelligence was disclosed to the public by Edward Snowden, an NSA contractor turned whistleblower. Who's still in hiding? Who's still in hiding? Washington Post analysis of Snowden leak found some 90% of those being monitored were ordinary Americans caught in a net the National Security Agency had cast for somebody else. So the the big wide sweeping net to mm-hmm. catch to catch the needle in a haystack. Top officials had until then denied and even lied under oath to Congress that they were knowingly collecting such data. The program, known as PRISM, was later ruled unlawful by a U.S. court. It's already been ruled unlawful in 1947. Exactly. Why do we got to rule things unlawful twice? (laughs) Exactly. It's like the anti-lynch laws that they're trying to— It's like murder is illegal. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It doesn't matter how you do it, it's still illegal. A government watchdog last year disclosed two CIA data collection efforts that Senators Wyden and Heinrich now claim are likely to be again subjecting Americans to warrantless searches. CIA released a declassified report on one of the programs on Thursday, but declined to declassify the other, citing the need to protect sensitive tradecraft methods and operational sources. You know, the illegal shit that they're doing. They have to protect that illegal tradecraft that they are doing. But Mr. Wyden of Oregon and Mr. Heinrich of New Mexico said by failing to do so, the agency was undermining democratic oversight and posing risks to the long-term credibility of the intelligence community. Do they still have credibility, really? No, no. they stopped having credibility. In the 60s? 50s? I would say the 60s. Senators who sit on intelligence committees said the public deserved to know the nature and full extent of the surveillance, which is all but certain to include records on Americans. The still-classified program operates under the authority of a Reagan-era executive order and is therefore entirely outside the statutory framework that Congress and the public believe govern this collection. The ACLU 
uh, nonprofit said these reports raise serious questions about what information of ours the CIA is vacuuming up in bulk and how the agency exploits that information to spy on Americans. In the course of any lawful collection, CIA may incidentally acquire information about Americans who are in contact with foreign nationals, a CIA spokesman told the BBC Friday. When CIA acquires information about Americans, it safeguards that information in accordance with procedures set out to restrict how it can use the data. Does the that make anybody added. feel good? I mean, considering that they're illegally spying yeah, like three times now. There's several several laws on the books that say yeah. you can't do this. It's like, well, technically, um, if they have some kind of connection with yeah. somebody we are spying on, yeah. then technically we can retain that information too. Yeah. So then how, how far out does that connection right. go? Because you could be like, well... They're spying on me. Well, you're connected to me. Your wife's connected to you, and yeah. her brother, and then his father-in-law. Right. And yeah. I mean, it's a lot of gray there. Yeah, and then his it, father-in-law's boss, who yeah. owns this plane, and the plane pilot. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, well, and, and then it's like, but don't worry, because we keep that information safe according to the laws we have on yeah, the books. <laughs> uh, we have uh, specific procedures yeah. uh, to safeguard that, mostly to safeguard it, it from you finding out that they're so doing it. It's ridiculous that they have to create these different laws to keep legalizing things it's like you know it's like guardians of the galaxy with the raccoon and he's like you know he's like you know your your records are are clean you know and he's like well what if i i see something i want and i i just go take it well that's stealing but no i i really want it sir it's still stealing (laughs) no no but sir you don't understand (laughs) yes that's that's the cia still against the law but but we want your information we we want to have your information but that's against the law. No, no, no you're not, you don't understand. But we really want. It. But we are the CIA. Do you not understand? Do you know who we are? We are the CIA. And that's a definite no. But that's still against the law. Damn it. Let's move on. All right. Too much spying. Speaking of terrorists, though. Right. I mean, we have the the trucker terrorists up in Canada. Yeah, that's getting deep, huh? It's uh, it's not going anywhere, really. Literally, not going anywhere. Yes. And I that's why it's deep. <laughs> I had seen a post that's like, uh, <clears throat> if these these truckers don't don't stop this, what we should do? We should step up as people. We should uh, drain the gas out of the trucks, deflate their tires, and get the and move these trucks out of the way. It's like. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> After you've drained the gas and yeah. deflated the tires, then you want to move the trucks. Yeah. That's that's the common sense you're going with here. I, I did right. see that four four territories up in uh, Canada have have removed their COVID restrictions. Good, so freaking good. So something's working. Yeah. Apparently, protests these same similar types of COVID protests are breaking out across the world. Yeah, I well, sent you one uh, in the Netherlands and then uh, one in Australia. Yeah, and then there here's Paris where um, people are getting tear gassed in Paris. Right. Yeah. Says hundreds fined and dozens arrested as a convoy enters Paris. So, so everybody's kind of following suit with yeah. Canada. Which have we ever been able to say that as a sentence? Is uh, no. Everybody's following Canada's uh, uh, maybe example with here. Maple syrup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, says police and intercepted. I'm just gonna quickly talk about this because yeah. we talked about the convoy and shit. There's another article that's more important to me. Okay. And we're almost out of time says police have intercepted hundreds of vehicles trying to enter Paris as part of a protest against France's coronavirus regulations. Tear gas was fired in the city as demonstrators defied an order banning the Freedom Convoy. Interior Minister Gerald Daraman 
said more than 300 tickets had been handed out and 54 people arrested. Authorities have deployed more than 7,000 officers over the next three days in a bid to stop demonstrators. It's like, hey, these people are pissed off. Hey, we should just uh, tear gas them. That, yeah, that'll right. make it all yeah. go away. That sounds like a smart idea. It says, despite the efforts, some vehicles managed to r- arrive at the Arc de Triomphe in the city, and tear gas was fired at demonstrators on the nearby Champs-Elysius, I don't, I don't speak French, uh, Avenue. The groups were inspired by the self-styled Canadian Freedom Convoy, which has disrupted trade on the U.S. border and occupied streets in Ottawa. Similar demonstrators have started to spread around the world. Austria and Belgium have banned such convoys from entering their capitals, with similar demonstrations also emerging in Australia, New Zealand, and the Netherlands. So there you go. Oh, It goes on to say, On Saturday, police in Paris said they had intercepted hundreds of vehicles heading into the city. Two were allegedly carrying knives, hammers, petrol canisters, and five were allegedly carrying... construction companies. Five. (laughs) Wait, wait. Five of them. Yeah. Allegedly, we're carrying slingshots. Oh my gosh! What the right? Slingshots. That's how you know. That's how you know gun laws don't work because (laughs) they will come at you with their fucking slingshots. Right. In five of them, out of intercepting hundreds of vehicles, five of them they had to report were carrying slingshots, and two were carrying knives and hammers and gas cans. Yeah. I mean, again, you're gonna get a couple crazies out of a bunch. Right. Absolutely. But when it's seven people, seven cars out of hundreds of them, yeah, I, I, you, what are you focusing on the right things here? When you're focusing yeah. on the five that have slingshots, not right, the exactly. hundreds of people that are just pissed fucking off right. about all the shit. Yeah, and the the people are pissed off enough. It's coming back around to the United States. The United States is starting to catch on, and lo and behold, all of a sudden, uh, certain Democratic mayors or governors with not not because the uh, midterms are coming up or yeah. anything, but all of a sudden, when they're seeing their polls dipping and they're mm. seeing these demonstra- demonstrations going on across the world, they're like, you know, it's time to lax the COVID yeah. laws. Right, yeah. It's time, even though the cases are just as high as they were a month ago, yeah. now is the time to lax COVID laws. Yeah. Right. What do you, do you, do you think... There's any sci- uh, science behind that because all no. of a sudden the science no. has changed, so we right. gotta yeah. relax these laws. No, there, there's no science. I mean, they've been ignoring the science for the last year. I mean, so now they're just trying to, you know, get to a point where, well, shit. How do we get votes? Yeah, how do we get our <laughs> votes now? You know, because that's more important than you know apparently grandma now. Well, so. you know, the last thing this administration wants is a convoy rolling through the Capitol oh, yeah. protesting, which is coming. Because yeah, it's it is. What, Mar- first week in March, I think, that's, is that's when what they're, they're saying. Yes. Yeah. But a year ago, they wanted, or a year and a half ago, they they loved, welcomed all the protests. They wanted it to come to the Capitol. They right. wanted it to get out of hand because um, that administration they wanted gone. Sure. Well, this administration, they're like, oh, we got to do everything in our power not to fuel that flame because we don't want that happening here like it is in Canada. Yeah. Look how much of a pussy Justin Tr- Trudeau looks when he has to go into hiding because yeah. uh, the, the scary honking trucks are rolling through Ottawa. Yeah. We don't want that here. Yeah. So maybe maybe we should start relaxing this, at least 
at least until like December. Right. And then we can kick him up again. Yeah, after the election, then right. then we'll be fine. Right. But until then, let's just say the science changed. You know, most of the people believe that the science just changes on a on a dime yeah. like that. So um, we can relax this shit. Yeah. Um, People don't ask questions. You know, they they <laughs> no. do what we, they, we say. No, and then uh, we secure the votes, and then then we yeah. tighten things back yeah. up. My favorite story, which is the last one we gotta we gotta mention here, is uh, in New Zealand. I I mentioned there was a convoy. Yes. Protest there, in New Zealand, they've decided to repel the parliament protest by blasting Barry Manilow. <laughs> Is there any better protest repellent than uh, Copacabana on the loudspeakers? <laughs> well, how first of all, how insulting would that be to Barry Manilow? <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Second, it reminds me of the uh, the raid on the Branch Davidian compound, where for days they blasted these boots are made for walking. Oh god, <laughs> over and over and over, on these giant loudspeakers with like super bright spotlight shining on. I mean, it's psychological torture. Yeah, right. Blasting Barry Manilow, psychological torture, yeah. hands down. It, it, it gets worse, though. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> Great. Yes. Well, let's read this one, then, before we got to get out of here. This is from BBC. It says, Authorities in New Zealand have been playing Barry Manilow's greatest hits <laughs> in an attempt to dislodge protests, protesters camped outside the parliament building. Songs by the U.S. singer are being played on a 15-minute loop, along with Spanish dance tune, The Macarena. That's the one that'll kill me. I mean, if I was a protester, I'd just be like, all right, flash mob, let's all dance. Yeah, exactly, let's do this. And you got to know the parliament's out there like, fuck, they're dancing. That's not at all what we wanted. And then 15 minutes later, all of a sudden you hear, dun, 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 dun. And everybody's like, all right, they're doing it again. They get back out and do it. How many times can they do this fucking dance? You don't realize we grew up in the 90s. Yeah, exactly. This is what we did at skating parties. Says that the demonstrators who are angry at COVID-19 vaccine mandates, responded by playing songs such as Twisted Sisters, We're Not Gonna Take It. The protest began on Tuesday when a convoy of vehicles drove to Parliament. Inspired by large rallies against vaccine mandates in Canada, hundreds of protesters arrived in the capital, Wellington, to rally against COVID restrictions. They adopted the name Convoy for Freedom, that's not original, and blocked streets in the city. By Wednesday, their numbers had dwindled to the dozens, but they increased again at the weekend. On Thursday, police arrested 122 people and charged many with trespassing and obstruction. Mm. Tactics used by authorities to try and get rid of protesters involved turning on the water sprinklers on the lawn where they were camped on Friday. So... (laughs) Does this not seem like the most passive aggressive <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, methods to get rid of them? Yeah, right. Like counter protest measures. It's like, you know, we can't really, we don't want to tear gas them. No. <laughs> you know what? Just, just, I mean, the, the grass is looking a little dry out there. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it needs a little extra fertilizer too. Just, just, just turn that on because it's, it's getting a little dry out there. Right. It is the dry months right now, so and then all of a sudden the sprinklers come on, and then they're just dancing the macarena in the rain. That sounds like a beer commercial to me. It sounds awesome. <laughs> music blasting and the sprinkler. Have the they t-shirt never, contest. Have they never had music festivals there? I know. Because that sounds fucking awesome. Right? Get a nice little mosh pit in the mud. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see what else. This is 
but protesters retaliated by digging trenches and building makeshift drain pipes to reroute the water, the Associated Press News reports. With sprinklers proving ineffective, Parliament Speaker Trevor Mallard settled on a new approach, blasting out Barry Manilow's greatest hits, which include Mandy and Could It Be Magic, as well as the 1990s hit Macarena and COVID vaccine messages. UK singer James Blunt tweeted about the tactics, tagging the New Zealand police. Says, give me a shout if this doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently someone was listening as his song, You're Beautiful, was added to the authorities' playlist. So his song, they end up... Good God. New Zealand has employed strict COVID restrictions to contain the virus for nearly two years. Lockdowns and an international border closure have helped to keep infection and death numbers very low. But the duration of many restrictions, including a minimum 10-day isolation and vaccine mandate, has fueled growing resentment in the community. Public polls have shown increasing dissatisfaction with Jacinda Ardner's government, and there has been an increase in protest activity in recent months. Still... I mean, all that sounds exactly the same as everywhere else in the world, except for their counter-protest measures, because that is the most (laughs) passive-aggressive shit I've ever heard of. It's like, sprinklers and Barry Manilow, and everybody's... (laughs) I mean, do they have low tolerance for psychological torture over there, or any form of... It must be. She's like, oh, Barry Manilow, (laughs) no! Ah, That's the one thing that they could do to make us go home. How did they know my weakness? (laughs) No, not the sprinklers, too. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you think this tr- convoy is going to happen here? Do you think that I it's going it to come to that? I Even do. with the governors and stuff announcing this like I, I, slowdown? I think it's still going to happen, yeah. yeah. I think people want to be heard. Yeah, or people want to just be they, on TV. Exactly. Yeah, they just <laughs> want to honk their horns. Problems. Exactly. People want to honk their horns. That's that's it there. So that's about all the time we got for this week. We do have a Super Bowl to get to, to watch uh, cartoons, uh, commercials, and the halftime show. Yes, I got to make some Smokies. uh, Nice. I'm making meatballs. Oh, nice. Balls and wieners. Very nice. I like it. Um, (laughs) Who are you going for for the Super Bowl? I'm going Rams. Going Rams? I'm going Rams as well. Yeah. Yeah, because our coworker told us of all the... uh, the uh, domestic violence cases in the Bengals. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't know that I want to support. I don't yeah. have a dog in the fight, but yeah. I, if, there, there, if there's a lot of lady beaters on the Bengals, I'll go with the Rams. So. Yeah, bang- Bengals are kind of, I don't know, they're kind of shit. But Sounds like it. I I, I, I want to see a Matt Stafford one, one. You know, he deserves one from being with the Lions for so long. So. Yeah. Well, let's go watch that uh, uh, systemic racism in effect for yes, the Super Bowl. All about it, and uh, try not to get the sprinklers turned on on us. <laughs> More than Barry, you know, Manilow. you're doing you're doing it right if you get the Barry Manilow blasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you are making a st- firm statement. <laughs> that's uh, gonna be that's the the anthem of the rebellious right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got to get out of here. Um, have a great rest of your week. Go enjoy the Super Bowl. Do whatever it is that you do. Um, don't be scared of the shit. Don't be scared of the sprinklers and the Barry Manilow. No. Keep talking, doing all that stuff. Share the shit around all over social media because that's how we get our name out there. And that's also how uh, you can maybe connect with Wake somebody the fuck up to all the shit that's going on. Absolutely. Talk to people. Just keep on doing it. Um, we got to get out of here. We will see you tomorrow for the main live event, which... 
we got to make a change here because tomorrow's ba- Valentine's Day, yeah. and apparently our wives like us to be around for yeah. Valentine's Day. But we are doing a live show. We are just doing it during like the view hours instead of uh, during primetime news hours. Yes. So I'm not exactly sure the time, so uh, check back on our social media posts. We'll tell you exactly what time that will be, but we will be doing it live. It will just be during the daytime tomorrow. Tomorrow only. We're not yes. going to make a regular no, no, daytime no. special here. No. Um, so Watch us instead of Whoopi. Definitely. <laughs> Um, sorry, sorry for cutting into your Whoopi Goldberg time, which I don't even think she's, I think she's, I think she's still off, but, uh, check that out. Check us out all over social media. Be back here this time next week for another weekend wrap up. Just keep listening to us. Just keep talking. All that stuff we tell you to do. We're going to get out of here. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zielinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout-out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, Beyond the Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.